This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's reel it back in and play a little Take Your Pick. Take Your Pick. All right, Bill, what you got for us? Puke? You're going to have a blast. Throw up? Sweat? <laughs> Alcohol? I don't have any of that, but you're going to have a blast. Ouija board? <laughs> yeah. New Orleans is one of my favorite towns, so you're going to have a great time. Ooh. Great spot. Uh, all right, take your pick, number one, doing some baseball here. It's only been about a dozen games into the season, but some teams that we weren't expecting to do well are off to very good starts. But how many of them can keep it up for the entire season? Chelsea, I will start with you. Take your pick of these teams that are doing better than we thought. Texas, who's currently leading the AL West, by the way, Pittsburgh, or Arizona, who has the best chance of sticking around and staying relevant the rest of the MLB season? Feels like the obvious answer here has to be the Rangers because this is not a small market team. This is not a team that's in tank mode. In fact, they've been in spend mode for the past two off seasons. They went out and got themselves an ace. And Jacob DeGrom, who returned to form after uh, a a slight hiccup in the first start of the year he's back to his old ways and also they got Corey Seager a couple of off seasons ago who was not cheap so if anybody is primed to actually make it to the postseason it's definitely the Rangers here even though I'd love to see teams like Arizona teams like Pittsburgh contend at the end of the year but I just don't think they have the depth and especially since the Pirates are going to be without O'Neill Cruz for the next couple of months a definite gut punch to a team that really started off Uh, on the right foot so I'll go Rangers here I can't go Rangers I would have but Corey Seager's out with a hamstring injury for four weeks and what can happen over four weeks yeah well what what I'm saying is what can happen over the next four weeks is you can slowly disappear like Homer Simpson into the bushes so I'm going to go with Pittsburgh because they're in a historically weak division so the Cardinals are struggling the Cubs aren't really in play this year so I Pittsburgh could still be that number two team fighting for the ML, uh, the NL Central uh, division. So I'm going to go with Pittsburgh um, because they're in a division where the three teams below them, two of them are clearly bad. The Cardinals, you still have to see what they have. So I, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh more so than anybody else. Not that he's any kind of ace, but Pittsburgh did just lose JT Brubaker. Uh, I believe for the season. Uh, so he's going to be out for a while. So it's just another blow to the Pirates. I don't think they can hang around uh, in that division. I'm going to go with you, Chelsea. Texas, weren't they the team that disappointed last year when they spent all that money and then ended up being a garbage team anyway? And now they have Jacob DeGrom. So maybe the bounce back uh, is in order this year. And Houston hasn't got off to a great start. So I think Texas can stick around the AL West. And in fact, let's go ahead and talk about that Houston team on the other side of things, as we go to take your pick number two, some teams that were expected to be top contenders have not gotten off to such a great start. Now, there's still plenty of time left to go in this season, so we're not writing them all off. But, KJ, take your pick of the teams that have gotten off to the slowest start. Which one of these teams do you trust the most to get back into the picture? Houston, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, or the Phillies? Give me the Dodgers. They're stacked. Sometimes stacked teams like this start slow. Um, if you're giving up quite a bit of runs, but they put up 10 last night. So that tells me that, hey, 
they may be in the beginning stages of turning things around. And right now they're only one game off of the lead in the NL West, right? So it's not like they're so far behind that they, if they were four and five games behind, I would probably take one of the other teams, but give me the Dodgers to absolutely be in the playoffs. I think it's really between them and the Padres still in that division. Uh, Arizona was a choice in the last one. So I don't believe Arizona to be the one that would hold on to that league. So give me the Dodgers to be the team that makes the playoffs. That's kind of struggling underwater a little bit right now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, here's a square pick. I wouldn't be shocked if all of these teams eventually made the postseason because you still can get a wild card spot. Like somebody's probably the odd man out here, but you'd have to think that Houston probably figures it out. I think once Jose Altuve gets back in the lineup, that would be a much needed punch at the top of a lineup that doesn't look very Astros like. I think you could probably say the same thing about the Dodgers, where the back half of their lineup doesn't look necessarily as threatening as it used to. But here's the thing about the Dodgers even though they didn't make any splashy offseason moves and sign, you know, the biggest free agents like they normally do. They have one of the best farm systems in all of baseball. They are very good at finding and developing their own talent. So I do think that the depth is there enough for the Dodgers to at least make the playoffs. I'm not betting on them to win the World Series, but I do think they make the postseason. So Dodgers, Astros, call me a square. I don't care. Oh, and I think you're right, Chelsea. All four of these teams could eventually find their way back to the playoffs. I'm the most disappointed of these four and probably the Phillies start. Now, I know Bryce Harper's out, and, and they're talking about him mm-hmm. coming back earlier. He's going to start as a DH, maybe even play some first base since they lost Reese Hoskins to the injury. Uh, he's going to try to come back, he says, in October. We'll see if that works out. But it'll be interesting to see Harper over there at first base and if it ends up being a complete position change for him. All right, real quick. Let's get to this last one here. We're a couple weeks into the season. We've had some time to digest all the new rule changes and everything going on with that. So, Chelsea, let me ask you, of all the things that Major League Baseball did that they said was going to make the game more enjoyable for the fans, which one of these have you found to be most enjoyable? Is it the pitch clock, the shift, which is supposed to give us more offense, or the bigger bases that have led to more stolen bases. Take your pick. Which one of these or all of them have you most enjoyed that baseball has changed? Ooh, we need a pitch clock, and I'll say it in 15 seconds. I love all of these rule changes. Have they fixed baseball? Hell no, but they've been really good. We've seen guys not even looking that get struck out. We saw it last night in the Royals game. Uh, Clarky pitched a, a quick pitch and got a guy looking for a strikeout, so I love him. Are my 15 seconds up? Did I get it? well since i have well since i have two men on i'm going to take my 20 seconds and i'm going to look over to first and know that i can't throw over there i like all three the pitch clock is speeding things up you're seeing guys getting called for not getting to the mound quick uh, not getting to the plate quick enough but what i really love are the bigger bases and the stolen bases because now it's exposing a lot of catchers not having the ability to process throwing runners out you're seeing third base being stolen You're seeing guys taking ungodly 80% down the line leads off of third, knowing guys can't 
throw over there. First and third has become exciting again. So with 19 seconds gone, I like all three. I'd be curious what Jake has said about this. Because he, he obviously played. Would he have rather played in this kind of era where everything's quicker? What has he said about it? They've had the pitch clock in AAA for a while now. But the difference is it stopped when you set. So once you set, you can take a breath and you don't have to look at the pitch clock in AAA. In the big leagues, it's not like that. You have to keep going. So he thinks there might be some more injuries because think about it. Guys throwing 100 when you only have 15 seconds in between, it might be tough on their arms. But in the meantime, I do think it makes these games quicker, more watchable, and feeling like there's a bit of urgency. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.